Hello, this is Pastor Marcus Small, and I want to thank you for tuning into our podcast, Living by the Word. Today, I just want to make a point of clarification for you in this message. Whenever a leper or leprosy is referenced, cleansing is always referred to a leper, never the word healing. However, in the message today, I will use the word cleansing and healing at times interchangeably. Just want to make that point of clarification. May the Lord bless you as you listen in. Turning your Bibles with me to the book of Matthew. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 8. I thought today that I was going to read verses 1 through 13, Matthew 8, 1 through 13, but lo and behold, as normally happens, I'm not. I'm reading verses 1 through 4. And then I'm going to read Mark chapter 1, 40 through 45. Would you stand to your feet, please, with me as I pray? And I'm going to also ask you to remain standing while I read the word. Today, Lord, we are thankful for you allowing us to be here for those that have gathered. We have worshipped since Sunday school. We continued, Lord, to honor and worship you by hearing the word of God. Pray that, God, you'll keep us alert, keep us open, keep us sensitive, and Help us to be sensitive to the Word of God. We love you today. Help us to honor the Word of God by doing what the Lord says. Give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you remain standing, please, as I read Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 4, and then I'm going to read Mark chapter 1, 40 through 45. Be reading from the NIV. Matthew chapter 8, verse, beginning in verse 1. When he came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately he was cured of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Over in the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 40 through 45. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you are willing... You can make me clean, filled with compassion. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cured. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell this to anyone But go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to him 
from everywhere. You may be seated. Would you repeat with me, healing and disobedience. The miracle of this leper being healed is recorded in the three synoptic gospels. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Now I'm tempted to ask you again, what does the word synoptic mean or what are the synoptic gospels? Somebody that does not come to Sunday school or Bible study, do you know what the synoptic gospels are? Yes. Yes, ma'am, you must have heard me just say it. Now you already knew it. Here it's for you. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Now let me throw out another question. Do you know what the word synoptic means? Does anyone know what the word synoptic means or where it comes from? Can anyone, anybody is open to anyone. Synoptic, synoptic. He said, from the same view, S-Y-N, sin, means to view from the same. Optic means to see. It is to see from the same viewpoint. See what y'all just learned? I'm going to give that to you for free. When we think of the Word of God, you'll find certain things in various parts of the Bible. The, the Gospels have the account of this healing of this man with leprosy in each of the synoptic Gospels. In the Bible, there were, according to Dr. Butler, two types of leprosy. The most dangerous one was called lepro, lepromatous, and the second, tuberculoid. That was more of a, of a benign type. Some of you have heard of Hansen's disease, which was, is leprosy, named after the person who, in the 1800s, I believe it was, who actually came to name it Hansen. Luke records that the leper came to Jesus when he was in a town. But when you look at the Gospel of Matthew, it says when Jesus came down from the mountain. But what you will notice, it says that when he came off of the mountain, the people followed him. But it does not say just where this leper approached him. Leprosy was a most dreaded disease. And there were special requirements of the person who had leprosy, as well as there were special requirements for the priest who had to say whether the person was clean or unclean who had leprosy. When a person was in an active state of leprosy, they would have to go to the priest when the leprosy was in remission and the priest would have to proclaim them either clean or unclean. Now, in the book of Leviticus, chapter 13 and 14, it gives the detailed instructions of various skin diseases of which leprosy falls in the category. Leprosy causes a person to have limbs to fall off. Nose, fingers, 
colds. It was a disease that was mo- that was really dreaded. You did not want to have leprosy. Only the priest could declare a person to be clean. And the Lord set the standard that when a person had a certain disease, it was the priest or his sons. At that time, speaking of Aaron or his sons, that the individual had to be seen by. You had to go outside the camp. Couldn't just come walking in with some disease because you were contagious. It could actually affect others. With this leper in coming to Jesus, he places a value on coming to the Lord. Now let me give you my first point. That is the earnest request. The earnest request. When you look at the situation of this leper coming to the Lord, one is immediately struck with what is he doing out in public? Could he have already been in a state of remission? I don't think so. Why? Because he comes to Jesus and says, Jesus, would you make me clean? Now, I want you to note the position of this leper. A man with leprosy came and knelt before Jesus. You need to stop right there. In each of the Gospels, it mentions the position that this leper took in coming to Jesus. In the book of Luke, the Bible says that he was on his face. Do you not know? That the position of worship is a position of a prostrate position. It means to be on one's face. Worship means to bow down and to be on one's face before the Almighty God. That's what the word worship really means. This leper comes to Jesus and kneels and he comes earnestly and he makes a request of him. He didn't come to Jesus. Hey, you, Jesus, I demand my healing today. Jesus, Holy Spirit, I demand you heal me. That's what some people do. How are you going to demand God heal you? This man approaches Jesus in a respectful way. Don't come just demanding him. Many people come to Jesus And they think to come to Jesus boldly means that you come arrogantly. No, that's not what it means. We come to Jesus confidently because we have a relationship with him, those that know him. You see, God, I demand my healing. Um, I think you might want to take a different approach when you come to the Lord. You know he does have all healing power in his hand. He also can speak you. As my dad says, out of existence. So be careful what you come demanding. Because he might just say, I wish you were out of my presence. And his wish is his command. (laughs) The leper recognizes that he has a need and he boldly comes. But he comes with an earnest request and he bows in the very presence of the almighty God. You see, the the leper understands that his position with Jesus is one of inferiority. He's 
inferior when it comes to the Lord. You see, there are too many people trying to be God today. Too many people that that trying to claim that they've got some type of power and ain't got none. All power is in the hands of Jesus. Now, if you want to tap into his power, you've got to know him. But don't come trying to claim that you got some power. You have no power apart from him. And if he don't help you, you in trouble. So this this leper understands that he comes to Jesus. Now, the next thing that I want you to also note is that he understands that he is never on equal footing with Jesus. You are never on an equal plane with him. You know, there's some people that think that, you know, when they come to the Lord and been around, what's up, old man, what's up? No, 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 you never disrespect God by coming to him in a way that's disrespectful. You always remember your position when you come into the very presence of God. This leper knew that. Now, the leper that comes to the Lord to make his request, my, my mind began to think, now, there are people that have been following Jesus. Now, in my own imagination, I'm thinking that some of these individuals knew who this man was. I also have to imagine that if he had his active case of leprosy, he would have looked awful bad. But he comes to Jesus, makes his request, he's out in public, and he's supposed to be away where people that come, in fact, if a person was approaching him, he had to stand up and say, unclean, unclean. Anybody that was coming, he had to yell out, unclean, unclean. The request by this leper is that he be made clean. Now note this. When people often came to Jesus for healing, they said, Lord, I want to be healed. I want to be healed. But you see, leprosy was a, was a, a condition of being unclean. And so his request is, Lord, I want to be clean. Now I want you to note that it is interesting that he comes to Jesus. And the thought was, if a person was to be cured of leprosy, there was only one person that could do it. It was already known only God could heal leprosy. Only God could heal leprosy. The only thing that the priest could do was declare that the person was clean. The priest didn't have the ability to heal the man, but they had the ability to look at, to determine if it fell within the criteria that was set by God, but they couldn't heal. There are some diseases that goes in remission. Doesn't mean that the disease is still not there. It's just not in an active state. This man comes to Jesus because he recognizes there's nothing that I can do about my condition. You see, leprosy is a type and is analogous when you look at the word of God to sin. When you see the word leprosy, it is oftentimes a depiction of sin. When you think of sin, the Bible, when we think of God, God, I want you to cleanse me of my sin. That's how oftentimes when we ask God, we want to be cleansed from sin. 
So this man wants to be cleansed of his leprosy. You see, the problem with sin is that when it's in its active state, it's ugly. You don't have to say anything. I know I'm right. When it's in its active state, it's ugly. You see, sin likes to lie dormant at times. But it will raise its ugly head. And if you're not careful, you begin to say and do some things, not recognizing that you are in an active state of sin. See, like with leprosy, person had to be careful. He had to be very, very careful. You know, I, I know there's some people, you know, they, they might, I, I tell you, sometimes when, when I wasn't, I was supposed to cuss. I didn't cuss a lot. I told y'all this before, right? I wasn't a cusser. No, no, no. Definitely not on 23 Park Circle. I don't, no. Anywhere in that stretch that could be heard by either parent or neighbor. No, not me. I didn't know. But I, one day, I forgot where I was. I did. I told y'all this. I was playing baseball. And my dad was out washing. He was washing the car, that Volkswagen he had. I remember the angle. It was backed into the driveway just a little bit. And he was at the front of the car. I remember clearly. It was an overcast day. And the neighbor was Keithin. And there was a ball that was hit in the air, and I went to run, and I was running to get it, and he and I, we collided, and I said, oh, and a word came out. She said, what was it? (laughs) And I tell you, I told y'all this, when I saw Keithan's hands like this, my mind did a rewind. You said, and I had to replay what I said, and my dad was looking over his glasses at me like this with the water running. And as I glanced, I was thinking, boy, you in trouble now. That was the last time I said a word in front of him. As I was instructed to go into the house. Didn't have to guess what was coming next. You see... If you're practicing sin, it's going to come out at some very inconvenient times. Go ahead and try to hide it. Go ahead and try to hide it. You need to stop it. Leprosy is described often as sin. Sin is depicted as leprosy. So when we look at this situation, this man's condition is such to where if God does not touch him, he's not going to be made whole. And so he comes to the only one that has the power to do anything and to do something about his situation. Point number two, the touch and the healing. That's Matthew 8, 3. Now, when God gave the laws regarding various skin diseases, isolation, as I've said, isolation was a key component. Isolation, isolation. Leprosy, it was a very lonely lonely place. It was a lonely condition for the person because they were often excluded from the community, often set outside the camp. And in fact, it was the priest that had to go to the leper 
The leper couldn't come inside the camp. He had to go to the leper, but very lonely. But, but I want you to note something here that's very, very interesting. When he says, you can make me clean, the Bible says in Matthew 8, 3, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man and said, I am willing. Now, I know that Jesus does nothing by mistake or accident. He purposely touched this man because I believe this man hadn't been touched in a long time. The second thing that you need to note is that Jesus, in touching this man, because once you touched a person with leprosy, you were unclean. But I'm going to tell you this. When we look at Jesus touching, he cannot be affected by your sins by when he touches you. But you know what? He can transmit his power to you with his touch. You, you, you can't taint him, but you need his touch. And so I see Jesus touching this man because Jesus in his compassion says, yes. I'm willing to even touch you. Even though he says, I want to be clean, didn't even ask to be touched. Jesus touches him. You know Jesus is willing to touch you. I, I know some of us are people that don't like to be, don't touch me. Jesus is willing to touch you. Jesus has the ability to touch us in our sinful state and address our sins. Touched by Jesus and his compassion was prompted in the way this man came to him. This man came to Jesus in a way that showed respect and showed that, God, I need to be touched. He came worshiping him. And then him coming to Jesus. You know what else it showed? It showed that this man was saying, Jesus, I believe you are God. Why? Because he says, if you are willing, you can heal me. He didn't say, if you are willing, pray to God for him to heal me. He says, you can heal me. And if God is the only one who was believed to be able to cure leprosy, it was an indication that this man was saying, Jesus, I believe you're God. You can heal me. And Jesus says, I'm willing, as he reached out his hand, to touch this man. I want you to note that when Jesus touched this man, he was healed instantaneously. There were no white spots. When you look at the book of Leviticus and chapters 13 and 14, you will note that as the description is given, oftentimes the, the Bible describes what the priest is to look at. But, but, but you see, when Jesus says, I'm willing to touch you, you see, there were no effects of the leprosy. There, you see, when it went into remission, there were certain things that were still missing. So when this man, if there was any missing limbs, it involved healing from the inside out. Jesus touched this man and whatever was wrong with his blood, from the inside, Jesus did something with his DNA. You see, when you come to Jesus and you are saved, there's a change that happens on the inside. Your nature is changed. That's why you can't stay the same when you come to Jesus. That's why you can't say, I, I, I've been saved this long and I don't see no difference. There has to be a difference if Jesus has done a work on the inside of you. 
You see, salvation automatically means that there has to be a change and that it has to be noticed and evidenced. This man didn't come to Jesus and Jesus healed him and he just went out the same. There was a change physically as well as internally. Point number three. Doing the opposite of what Jesus says. You find that in Matthew 8, 4, and 5 and Luke, excuse me, Mark 1, 43 and 45. I am convinced that people think they have a better plan than Jesus. Jesus says do this, and we argue about why we need to do something different than what he says. Jesus says don't do this, and we argue with Jesus how it is important that we do what he says not to do. Somehow we say Jesus can save us, but, when, but then we no longer have to listen to what he says because we can make it on our own and our emotions will get us through. I know that this man was excited. When Jesus touched this man and says, I am willing, and he says, be clean. Immediately he was clean. And Jesus gave him a strong warning. In this word that Jesus gave here, the warning is a strong warning. Don't tell anybody, but go. But in Matthew, you don't see that. But in Mark, it says that the man went out. Now, let me give you three things that was said. Three things that the Lord told this leper, this sinner to do. Three things. Don't tell anyone what I did. Number two. Go immediately to the priest to be inspected. Number three, give the offering that is stated in what Moses has said about a testimony to them. Who? The priest. Give the offering, bring what is required when you have been cleansed according to what was described in Leviticus. So we find that this man, rather than not telling went out because he was so emotional, told everybody, and the Bible describes it in that the word means that he went and he was a herald. He broadly and gave details of everything that Jesus did. Now how is it that Jesus says to do the, this thing, and he does the very opposite of what Jesus did, told him to do, and he was just healed by Jesus. You can't tell me he didn't understand him, because when Jesus gave him the message of warning, he made sure, he gave him a strong warning, be sure not to tell anyone. And this man goes out. So we find that this man, rather than not telling people, he goes out and he tells them and broadly proclaims it. He gave all the details. The second thing is that he was to go immediately to the priest, and he didn't go at all. He didn't go to the priest. You see, the priest, in having to declare this man clean, would be such a testimony about Jesus and who he is, that they would not only have to recognize this miracle, but it would also give this man credibility. Because he would be given a letter showing that or a uh, something that shows you are clean. And not only clean, you are healed. It, gave, it would give this man the ability to be able to go back and be a part of society. And he would have the priests as the ones to verify it. 
In other words, Jesus, it will be known, but this is the way it needs to be done. You see, the priest didn't like Jesus. He said, do it as a testimony to the priest. And what does he do? He does the opposite. You see, your plan is not better than Jesus. When you do the opposite of what Jesus does and says, it's like a fly in the ointment. Oh, help us. How many of y'all got some soup and a fly dropped in it? Oh. Now, some places, because of that, where it is, they take it out, they take it out and keep going. But I know some of y'all, y'all go pour it out and get some more. Won't even use that same bowl. And then when you wash it, you're probably going to put a little bleach in the water. How is it that Jesus we can come to, but somehow we don't think he knows what he's talking about? And so this man goes in his excitement. Your emotional state and condition should never be the driving force. Don't let your emotions drive the car. Your emotions will get you in trouble. Going on your feelings. Well, I feel it should be this way. Jesus didn't ask you that. He said, go do what I told you to do. Don't tell nobody. Go to the priest and bring an offering. The Bible doesn't even show that he even brought the offering in a way, as a way of thanksgiving. God blesses us. I ain't giving God none of what I got. Lord, have mercy upon us. God blesses us with everything. He says, I'll bless you even what you bring to me. Told this man, give what's required. And then the Lord even made it even simple for, simpler for some. He says, everybody don't have the same. Everybody can't bring the sheep. Tell you what I'll do. Sheep for this is required, but go bring either, bring a couple doves or a pigeon. And he says, everybody can bring something. And so he made provisions. And even with the provisions... People still don't want to do what Jesus says. And so this man goes out after being cleaned up, touched by God, and in his excitement, doesn't do what the Lord says. You cannot be saved and then go do your own thing. Don't come to I'm saved and, oh, I can now go back and do my own. No, you can't. In order to have the ability to live for God and to do what's right, if he cleansed you and made you whole, he knows how to take care of you. If you were living in a dirty state and, and didn't know how to clean yourself up, how are you going to get cleaned up and then know, oh, I know how to keep myself clean now? No, you don't. All you need to know, all you will do is go right back and get in the mud. If Jesus does not keep you and you don't follow what he says, you don't have enough eyesight. Your, your 2020 vision is not enough. So this matter of this leper and not bringing to the Lord was a way of even showing that he was not even really thankful for the healing that he had. Now get this as I close. The healing of this man meant that he no longer after this would have to come to the priest for, for inspection because when he was healed, he was healed. It was complete. You see, when Jesus saves you, he doesn't save you halfway. I need to come and get saved all over again, Lord. 
Now we need to sometimes come back and repent and get it right. Or if we weren't serious the first time, then yes, you need to get saved. You see, living for God is not this in and out. Living for God is not based on how I feel one day and not the next. Not feeling this way the next. Living for God is whether you're up or whether you're down. Says, Lord, I don't feel the best today, but you are still worthy to be praised. Help me to do what you called me to do. I don't feel like today. Lord, have mercy. If your emotions are driving, please put don't don't you know what? Let it out the car and say, you know, you can't ride with me today. Not right now. Help us. Simple obedience brings honor to God. The timing of telling what Jesus did to everyone was not for this man to do because Jesus told him not to. Do you not know if Jesus says don't do it, that's good enough a reason to not do it? Not because, now why? Why? You know, little two-year-olds, why? Everything is why? Why? No, no, why? Well, they're learning. For us, if Jesus said it, it should be, okay, Lord, you said it. Okay, that, that's good enough for me. You said it. I can't see down the road. You said it. I'm going to do what you said. That's enough for me. Well, I feel. Who told you to feel? Simple obedience. Simple obedience brings honor to God. I was just telling the group the other night. I left here, and I, and, and I had a taste for a hamburger. I, I did. The Montecito Shopping Center is a place called Best Burger. And I left here, and so sometimes I'll call, but I hadn't been in a long time. I think I just have this desire. So going down the road, and I got my Bluetooth, and I called ahead. Says, I want to order a, a turkey burger. You know, trying to watch my weight, right? So I ordered a turkey burger and some fries. Half order, though. Half. I can walk that off. <laughs> so I, I, I go there, and I go inside, and I see the people, and I'm like, how are you doing? Like, good, good. And so I get there and sit down, waiting for my food, almost done. There's a gentleman that comes in. Looked like he was homeless. He comes to the counter, and he's counting out his change, and he gets a drink and was turning. And while I was sitting there, the Holy Spirit says, get him something to eat. Those were the words, get him. I got up. I said, would you like something to eat? And the person behind me kind of looked down and he kind of looked over at me. Well, yeah. And I said, well, what would you like? And he said, um, a burger? I said, well, get, get what you want, you know. Yeah, okay. And uh, you like some fries? Uh, sure. <laughs> so he got the burger and got the fries, already had the drink, and I left. And I left that place in. It wasn't for me that I was going thinking I had this craving for it. It was for him. I didn't know it. I didn't have any way of knowing that. At that time, to get there at that time, I had gone to Sausalito to the post office box, had done another errand, and at the timing, the timing, Jesus has perfect timing. I was to be there at that time.
that time for him. Here we are telling God what I feel. When Jesus says, do. Move your feelings to the side and do what Jesus says to do. What excuse are you making for saying you are saved but then living like God has not done a great work in your life? So people say they have been cleansed by God but then live in disobedience to him. That's a contradiction. Saved people do what Jesus says. And when they are in a backslidden or have are sinned, they repent. Say, Lord, I blew it. I'm sorry. Let me clean it up. Don't keep going down that same road. What category this morning do you fall in? This afternoon do you fall in? Have you repented or are you still going down that road of emotions? If Jesus has touched you, you are cleansed. This leper was cleansed and he was told three things to do. What are you doing to make sure you follow and do what the Lord says? I'm going to tell you this as we conclude. Jesus expects full obedience. Full. 50% is not good enough. I'm going to tell you this. People who come to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm a pretty good person. I'm doing okay. That ain't going to cut it. He didn't come to die and to give his life for those that are okay. He came for those that needed help. If you don't think you need help, well, Lord, accept some of my righteousness. I'm doing just as good as anybody else. Well, everybody else is a sinner. And came to the Lord and was saved, those who have come to him. So you can't bring your righteousness because you don't have any righteousness to bring. You come and says, Lord, I bring myself. I've got nothing else, and Lord, I need your touch. And when you do that, He'll heal you and save you. Very easy to do, but it cost him his life. Stand to your feet, please. Healing and disobedience. Healing and disobedience. May that not be our lot. May we be touched by God and then do what he says. (laughs) If you are in a state of disobedience, You know what you need to do to get it right. And if you don't, you need to come and see me. If you have not accepted the Lord, you need to get saved. It's not by your righteousness. It's by His. He died. He gave His blood. His blood applies to everyone that's willing to have it applied. One remedy. One gospel. One Savior. One Lord. Not you and your feelings and the Lord. No, it's one Lord. The blood that he shed for me. Way back on Calvary. It's not going to ever lose his power. Lord, in this place today, there's anybody that's even contemplating their own righteousness and making it in. Lord, we pray today that this word will shake them loose of leprosy and sin. Anything that will, will stand or try to be put in the place of Christ will not be able to stand. We pray in Jesus' name that in this place, those that don't know you, may there be a conviction because of the word of God. 
a coming and a drawing to the Lord. Lord, we want full healing so that we can fully obey. Hmm. You came and you cleansed us. You took away our sins. Not some of our sins, all of our sins. Your blood was enough. It has the power to cleanse. It has the power to cover. It's the blood and nothing else. Not works, but the blood of Christ. And we thank you right now that you left us out of the equation and you did it yourself. And we pray that we will accept what you've done. Give honor to your name. Give you glory in Jesus. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.